Oh, with that song full of so much love and affection, Corn Freak on a Leash, it is time right now for a little show we like to call All About Relationships. Uh, yes, Wayne, are you ready to go, mate? You you look perplexed. You look a little out of your comfort zone. <laughs> never, never. Never? Never, mate. All right. Uh, we're here to talk about relationships. You are the man who's, you know, you've got all this, I don't know, these skills, these organisational skills too. They're pretty impressive. Well, uh, I, I don't know. know about organisational skills. Well, you so. know how to work the printer. Okay, that's pretty much it. Okay, that'll, that'll do for me. That's all I need. <laughs> hey, great to see you, buddy. You too. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, and what are we going to get into today when we're talking about the old relationships? Well, I was having a bit of a think about this during mm. the week, and we've been through some pretty heavy subjects in the last number of calls. Okay. Well, that's true. So I thought maybe we'll just lighten it up a little bit. Right. All right. Okay. So what I thought I'd do is tell a little, a series of a story and some jokes. Okay. A series of jokes, perhaps. Yeah. And okay. they all have a reason for being told and they'll lead to an insight or something to think about. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make this a bit of a lighter show and then maybe yeah. the next one we'll deep, dive deep oh, again. Got to have a little light and shade, don't we? All right, okay, exactly. Cool. So in other words, today is not about me having therapy. Gotcha. Okay, right. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And, no and also <laughs> the reason I want to do this is one thing that's bugged me for a number of years, and mm -hmm. I'm guessing you'll be the same, is the attack on humour. Oh, you know, so many problem. things you can't make a joke mm. about. And people forget that one of the main aims of humour is to touch on the things that are difficult to discuss. So it opens up an opportunity to explore them. So true. So you get people who go, I'm offended by that joke. Okay, cool. Let's explore why. Yeah. And then mm. we have a dialogue and we learn about each other and life improves. Sure. So for me, everything's on the table when it comes to jokes. I don't believe there's anything you can't joke about. Um, I'm actually going to get a little segue on that. Because uh, uh, Isaac Butterfield, do you know who he is? Rings a bell. Okay, he's a, he's an Australian comedian who who goes out of his way to be offensive. Okay, <laughs> because he believes in exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. All right, and and look, free speech all the way. So you know, I think if to to be edgy, you need to push, push, push. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to be on the edge. Boom, boom. He has done that, and literally, he has been contacted. Somebody, one person, one person in Australia made a complaint. Okay, and he is now up to uh, the um, Australian, um, oh, basically. What is it? What is it? What is it? Like the standards. Model. Oh, it, it's it's um, look, basically the human um, I can't think of what's called, but what's it called? The Human Affairs um, for Commission. one person. Yeah, Human Affairs Commission. We'll call it that. Pete's it's not right. what it's called, but I can't remember. It'll do. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, because one person is offended by one of his jokes. So he and and he lives in New South Wales. He's got to go to Queensland and and fight this thing in Queensland. So. Look, you know, where we're going to go on this is like it is so important, right, if you are offended by something, to talk about it. Right? Yes, absolutely. Okay? You know, this this whole uh, cancelling somebody because you don't like oh. their joke, you know what? Oh, or something they said 25, 30 years ago. Oh, look, you know, here is a nice spoonful of concrete tough in the... Up, right, okay, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. So, just I'm so sick of it. So, let, let's go there. Let's go there. Cool. So, I'll start with the story because mm. I, I'm a big reader of Reader's Digest, okay, read them for years, Short like the stories, love the it. jokes, <laughs> word power, you know, yep. build up my vocabulary, things like that. And they had this little story in there, one of these little quips, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed this one because it made a really, really good point, okay. So, you've got the family getting together for the great grandparents. 60th wedding anniversary and everyone's celebrating it 
And some of the youngsters asked the great-grandmother, you know, is there something that you attribute to the success of the relationship, you know, something that we can take on and <laughs> utilise so that we can have a great relationship? And she said, well, when I first met my husband, mm-hmm. I said to myself, I'm going to write down a list of 10 things that he does that annoy me right? so that when he annoys me, if it's on the list, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it because, you know, he's not perfect. So, you yeah. know, what's on what's on the progress. list, let it yeah. go. And they all said, oh, what's on the list? And she <laughs> said, well, I never actually got around to writing it. So every time he did something wrong, right. I said, that's one of the things on the <laughs> list. And I, I like that because it says, just chill out, mm-hmm. realise they're not perfect, they're going to annoy you occasionally, and it's not the biggest thing to worry about. It really isn't. There's a big picture involved, right? And, and ultimately, people want happiness. Right? Mm, absolutely. So, so and, don't get caught up on little fiddly stuff. And if you're going to keep getting caught up on the little stuff, mm-hmm. you're always going to be picking a fight. You're always you going to be creating conflict. Yep. No so doubt it's, about it. Yeah, pick your fights. Some stuff, yeah, you can have a little bit of a bicker about it. Mm-hmm. Just don't make it into something big. Argue about the shit that matters. Yeah, look, I love it when you use beautiful terms like that. Fantastic. But it's true, though. Honestly, we just, I think about how many fights people have in life, and I'm sort of talking about myself, obviously, but so many of them are based on something so stupid. Absolutely. If you cut the crap, okay, and you take all of the, 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 I don't know, the peripheral stuff out of it, it's, it's, the actual problem was very, very small to start with. Yes. Mm. And we do tend to blow things well out of proportion. Oh, I'll tell you why. Everyone becomes a Kardashian all of a sudden. Oh, it's my just... God. Don't even <laughs> mention them. I've still never watched it. Never will. Thank okay. God for yes. that. Yeah, it's... It'd be like Clockwork Orange, you know, when they held his eyes open and made him... <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So now we'll go on to some jokes. Again... Mm. It's Do a it. joke, which hopefully I can still tell jokes half decently, uh, and they'll make a point. So there's this chap, he's lived a long and healthy life, and he's always been free of illness and everything, and the family's asking him what's his secret to it. Right. And he said, well, whenever your my wife and I had an argument, mm. the deal was whoever was wrong had to go for a walk as penance and to calm down from being you know, pissed off that they were wrong. Right. So for the last 63 years, I've been constantly outside walking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now in Sydney. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason I say that one is because I have mentioned this in a few shows. Mm -hmm. We are ego-driven creatures. So sometimes even when we know we're wrong, we'll still argue Mm -hmm. and fight. And it's just take your ego out of it. Look at it rationally. Take the emotions out. Look at the facts. Yes. And then if it's worth arguing over, go for it. Fair enough. But most aren't really worth it, are they? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm like you. I look back on some of the things I argued about. It's like, Hmm. why can't I have just walked away? Hmm. You know, not even a yes, dear. Just, just done. Off. Yeah, yeah, nothing. What is it that because we've got to have the last word or oh, yeah. you know? So yes, just walk away. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get, uh, get your Craig David going. Just walk away, right? <laughs> I was actually listening to him yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Um, and that reminds me actually of a little story. I wasn't going to tell this one, but I suddenly thought of it, and it's right. a, a good illustration of how to deal with fights. Okay. This couple they've been dating for a while, and they've been talking about moving in together, and they finally get around to the big day, and they move in, and they're unpacking, and they suddenly start having this big fight, mm-hmm. and they're really this woman's really ripping into him, and the blokes 
turns and he walks into the bedroom. And right. typical, she's got the ego involved and she's like, Rob, you're not walking away from me. So she steams <laughs> off after him and gets into the bedroom and he's got the suitcase on the bed and he's putting his clothes in it. Oh, hang on. And she says, Where you? what are you doing? Mm. And he says, well, when you can talk to me like an adult, Ooh. I'll come back. And she never did it again. Oh, mate, that's a player move. Yeah. Well, it takes, <laughs> takes real guts to yeah, do that absolutely. one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, but did it actually work, really? Well, mm. there's a saying as well, if you argue with an idiot, you've now got two idiots arguing. Very good point. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got a story I could tell, but I can't remember the, all of it, I, so I won't tell can it. Can I throw in a story? A bit yeah, about, you go know, for like, it. it goes along the lines of what you are talking about before. Basically, there's, there's a man and wife and... They're at a uh, class reunion. It's been 25 years. 25 years since I've been there. Anyway, the, the wife kind of leans to the husband and says, see that guy over there? See that guy dancing and dancing and dancing? He's just dancing so hard. He's full of joy. And do you know, 25 years ago, he asked me to marry him. And I said no. And you know what the man said? Yeah, look, he's still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective. Oh, sorry. I, You know what? How do you slide that into conversation? Well, there we go. <laughs> no, but that's good. That's good. I yeah. like that one. That was oh, all right. There you go. Okay, so a bloke mm -hmm. is a bit worried that his wife's going a little bit deaf. Right. All right. So she's in the kitchen preparing dinner. She's bent over the sink. Yeah. And he says it, calls out to her, uh, what's for dinner? Right. No response. Mm. So he moves a little bit closer. He goes, what's for dinner? Still no response. He's like, she's deaf as a friggin' post. Gets right behind her and says, what's for dinner? And she goes, for the third time, I said, we're having roast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to officially apologise. <laughs> that's it. No, but that one ties in with one. You just, I know, it's your perception, I know, the way you know, look at things. I know, absolutely brilliant, mate. So are we just, what are we going to do tonight? We're just going to do bad gags or, or stuff? Well, Have we got some crackers? Like, you know, some Christmas crackers. We could do some gags there. We could, well, dad jokes. Yes, why not? <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to, and obviously we're a while before we uh, play our first song tonight, but I've uh, been a bit sneaky and I've snuck a song in just for you, mate. <gasps> yeah, just to prove, prove rather, that, uh, you know, in our relationship, I am listening. <laughs> is, is this the one I mentioned a little while ago? Oh, I don't know. It could be. Oh, I, 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 I hope just, so. I just went to all Kelsey Grammar there, didn't I? But <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else you've got uh, there in your great preparation for tonight, my friend? Well, um, okay. So, husband and wife laying in bed at night mm. and having a bit of a discussion. Okay. And she says to him one of those awkward questions. Mm. If ever I died, <laughs> would you remarry? And he's like, well, you know, after I'd grieved you and mm. everything like that, I'd probably start dating. And if the relationship worked well at, at some point, I suppose I'd remarry, you know, if, if enough time's passed. Sure. She goes, oh, okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, would you live in our house? <laughs> oh. And he's oh. like, well, it's paid for. So I suppose so. Yeah, it makes sense. She's like, okay, okay. Would you sleep in our bed? Yeah. And he's like. Probably. I mean, I might buy a new one. I don't know. I haven't really <laughs> thought about that yet. She goes, would you let her use my golf clubs? And he goes, no, no, no. She's left-handed. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for that one. Waiting for that one. All right, what else have you got on that list? <laughs> so the reason I wanted to do that one, mm. it's, it does actually bring up a topic that a lot of people don't discuss. Okay. All right. Well, you've been clever. Oh, come on. Yeah. Man, no, no, this is one where... Like I've often pondered with 
people who get married, mm. they spend a lot of time planning the wedding, yeah. very t- little time planning the marriage. The marriage. Mm. And also, there mm. are people that have kids. And if there's any parents listening to this with young kids, please pay attention. They don't put in place any plans for if something happens to one of them. So true. All right, yeah. because I know people that have passed and left behind little kids, and there's no contingency plan. No. They don't. They might not have a will. So these sorts of things you really need to sort out. Couldn't agree more. So, and it's amazing how many people don't have wills. They don't yep. have power attorney. They don't have a power of guardianship. Any of that stuff, and oh. it's absolutely critical to have. Uh, it, it's a funny thing, actually. I um, when I got married the first time, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it, the way we say that. Yeah, exactly. First time, <laughs> second time, second time. <laughs> grab, grab the toilet roll. We'll start the list. That's no, it. The, um, the, okay, the first time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. My financial situation was pretty good back in those days. So um, people were saying very subtly, saying, you know, are you going to get a prenup? You know, are you going to do that, right? Anyway, and you know what I said? What a romantic idiot. I said, look, why wouldn't the world would I plan for failure, right? <sighs> so it didn't do that. But, uh, you know, what was lovely about it? You've got to look at, again, perspective, right? Mm. When I met her, she, she drove a lovely 1977 Galant. And when she left, she drove a beautiful Porsche. So she's, you know, like perspective, right? <laughs> but I'm not bitter. That's the important thing. <laughs> I'm glad of that. Uh, so, But the other thing I wanted to make on that, it doesn't mm. totally tie in with the joke, but it is an important one. Mm. I've met a number of people over the years that their relationship's struggling, so they go and find something on the side, uh, that's not which good. I never feel is a good thing to yeah. do. No, you no, know? No. So I've always got this belief of either give it your best go and repair it yep. or end it and move on. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I know there's, I've worked with couples that want to repair it. Mm-hmm. And the key, of course, is if both want to fix it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a big part of it. I think so often in that situation, one is fully invested in, in you know, moving forward. And the other is, is already 12 months out of the relationship. And I mm. honestly, that's, that's what I see. All right, mate. Time for a break, though. Are you ready for this? Okay. I think you know what's coming up. But never mind. For everyone else, enjoy. I'm not even going to announce it. In fact, we're just going to press the play button. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Bedtime, boy. Yes. What do you think, Wayne? What a combination, mate. Love it. <laughs> Morris, Minor and the Majors. What a name. Full stop, right? And that first one was the stutter rap, No Sleep Till Bedtime. Don't forget the No Sleep Till Bedtime. That's and, it. of course, we came back with the real thing there. The Beastie Boys fighting for our right to party. We, we, we're doing things a bit differently tonight. We're fighting for our gags here tonight. Um, so what have you got for us now? Okay. Oh, hang on. See, I'm throwing you straight right. at it. So, wife phones her husband. Mm-hmm. Says to him, honey, I've flooded the car. Oh, okay, I'll come and help you. Where about ch- whereabouts the car? It's uh, at the bottom of the neighbour's pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a really bad boom, boom, tsh, button yeah, here. We do. Really we do. I've got one in the other studio. Okay? Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm a dad, so I do dad yeah, jokes. Absolutely, absolutely. So. And you know what? People too joke about, uh, you know, have a go about uh, dad jokes all the time. Mm. That, these are quality, okay? Come on, really, you know? Well, this... they're always measured by the intensity of the moan. Yes. So the better yeah. it is, the be- better the moan, oh. you know you've nailed it. 
I could make some really good moaning jokes right now, but I won't. It's a different no. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, here's a quick one. My, That's what she said. No, well, come mine, on. I'm to put that on a T-shirt one day. So many years ago, I was sitting mm. with my youngest in the car right. waiting to pick up my oldest from work, and he found a book that I had in the car, okay. and I had a section which was just dad jokes. Oh, how so he was torturing me with all these dad jokes, and it was like, stop, stop, and he's <laughs> loving it. And his favourite one is, what do you call a man that's born in England, mm -hmm. raised in Germany, mm -hmm. dies in Russia? Don't know. Dead. <laughs> oh no Travis's daughter has over over the last few weeks has been telling some of the worst jokes you'll ever hear and I and I just love her little face as she lights up and I, I'm just trying to think um, actually how old Celeste is I'm going to I'm going to take a punt here I'm going to go six right okay and anyway she's probably nowhere near that but I'm going to go she's probably more like four doesn't matter but yes you, she could you know, it could be like why did the elephant you know cross the road you go well why honey and she just go Cause poo, <laughs> uh, and again you've got to you've got to commit to the jokes. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yes. Well, I tell you what, if she grows up to be a really well-known comedian that's yeah. slaying it, you can go. I trained. Her. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I took that rough piece of coal. That's it. And I polished it and nurtured it and grew it. And, oh, yeah, so, hey, you got to take some credit oh, where yes. you can. No, the two absolutely, yeah, both of those little girls are absolutely amazing too. Okay. And and the reason I told that one mm. is because a lot of the times we think we have to be good at everything. I meet right. people, especially women, who will say, I don't need a man. Oh, yes, I hear you that. You know, because I can do everything. Okay, so it's not about needing anyone. It's choosing to have Yeah, them. this is true. Someone to compliment you, right? Exactly. Okay, it's, so, yeah, I mean, important I, stuff. I was never taught a lot of things by my parents. Okay. So I learned it at school. Right. I wanted to learn it. Free-range parenting, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. But at school, back when I, I was there a few <laughs> years ago. Yeah, best 26 years of your life. Yes, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 11 years doing year 11. Um, no, what we did, I don't know if they had it at your school, but I learnt sewing. I learnt cooking, the yeah, old yeah, home yeah. economics. Yep, yep. So woodwork, metalwork, concreting. Concreting? But yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we make concrete slabs and everything. Okay. So we learnt all mm. different things. Gotcha. So growing up, I was one of these people who could sew his own buttons on. Yep. I mean, I made dressing gowns, cushions, all sorts of things. So the one thing I wanted to teach my boys growing up was you should be able to do everything. Yep. When you get a partner, you don't have to do everything. No. You should be able to do sure, everything. Sure, sure, sure. Have the skills. Exactly. Mm. And it's the one thing when I meet these ladies who go, I don't need a man. It's, this isn't about needing. No. No, you it's, know what I mean? not. Great, it's not. Great that you can build that house. Yep. You know? Yeah, Fantastic, good on you. You know, kudos. It's choose a man. Oh, look, for sure. I, I mean, I have a bit of a smile when you were saying about sewing a button on, and I remember many years ago in a, in a single time of my life. Was, was that a euphemism for you? <laughs> no. I, do, I just got to go sew a button on. No, sew a button on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no. going to turn that into you a are. euphemism. It's, it's got to be now. That's got to be. No, I uh, didn't have those skills, right? Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, my mum taught me all sorts of things, but for some reason, I don't know. I can't, no, I'm not going to lie. I think it just came down to blatant laziness. But I had this very nice... <laughs> nice jacket and 
I cable tied the button back onto oh it. Oh my right? god! And yeah, I did, and it, yeah, pull, I snipped a cable tie. I mean, come on, I'm not, I'm not a savage. I'm not it was that nice and tidy. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm not joking. I think it was a really nice jacket. So I think I wore that for about five years with a cable tie and the cuff kind of there. <laughs> You're all class. All class. It was. It's kind of. I'm a complicated man. You know, I could wear the expensive jacket. I could drive the expensive car. I could have the overnight bag that was. I'm not even kidding. I, okay, I'm gonna. Tell, tell some bad stories about myself here. I actually, when I drove a very lovely car, you know what my overnight bag was when I was, you know, out being a bit of a lad? Dread to think. It was a Garbo bag. I just, <laughs> literally a green garbage bag. I used to throw some clothes in, give it a twist. You know, I'm not a savage. Throw it in the back of the uh, the German sports car and off I'd go. So my priorities were very fixed. I, I didn't, you know, uh, just... Who needs luggage, right? Seriously. <laughs> it's only going to get damaged. That's right. Like, you know, I loved the car, so the car was beautiful and all that kind of carry on, but, you know, cable tie for the clothes and <laughs> I'm Gucci all the way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Okay. So I was reading about this bloke mm. and he was thinking of moving house. Right. But he decided not to move house. Right. Okay. Because... There was this old neighbour that lived near him, and every morning at nine o'clock, he must be getting sort of senile or something, he would come and knock on this guy's door Mm -hmm. and ask him, have you seen my wife? (laughs) And every morning, he would have to say, Barry, your wife died five years ago. Right. And he said, and the reason I can't move is because the smile on his face every time (laughs) I tell him that is priceless. Oh, so funny you bring that up. I saw a couple of days ago, you know, um, the shorts from uh, 51st Dates? Oh, yes. Right? I saw the shorts and literally, I don't know, I was flicking through whatever it was on TV or not TV, but, you know, the screen. And um, anyway, it was uh, it was that first day that they wake up and she screams because oh, yeah, yeah, she can't yeah. remember who he's. I thought, oh, look, yes, I've lived that. I've been, yeah, I've been the screamer. I was just <laughs> going to say. <laughs> Oh, what else you got in there in your little, uh, yeah. well, I, I think that, mate, actually, I'm going to say something strange here. The thing is, okay, we, we joke and we jest and we have fun with it. And that's really, life is supposed to be fun, right? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But there's also lessons to be learned in a lot of these. Let's face it. Well, that's why I'm telling a little mm. bit of a story after Oh, it. I know. I now, know. the reason I said that one mm. is um, there was a chap I knew years ago who was pretty well instrumental in my journey okay. and turning my life around. Sure. And he, he was an Uber driver me, or? Boom, sorry, boom. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We really do need the... We do. I'll fix that. Anyway, he mentioned to us that mm. his parents had been married for 50 years. Right. He said they've had 50 years of wedded misery. <laughs> he actually encouraged his mother to leave his own father. Really? It was that wow. bad. And she okay. said, no, I made a commitment. Mm. And it's amazing how often we will persist with a partner who was blatantly wrong for, with us. For oh, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to look like a failure or we don't want to sort of risk starting over. And it's mm. like, well, why would you risk destroying your life? Spot on. You get you know? one shot at this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like my second wife, I finally got my lesson from You my... only got one shot at her, trust me. <coughs> yes. Boom, boom. <laughs> but Reload. I, I got yeah, a go really on. good. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to skip that one. I'm in that mood. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I got a really good lesson from her. <laughs> All right. I bet you did. Yeah. Awkward silence. <laughs> so it took a while for me to get the lesson. Right. However, I needed to get it. 
Mm. And along the way, I realised mm. this wasn't going to change. Okay. This was the sort of thing with another 10 years, it'd still be exactly the same. So it was like, a, I'm, I've got to check out yep. for yep. both of our sakes. Yeah. Look, why the hell stay in a relationship that's making you miserable? I, I, I think that um, on the other side, I think people jump out of relationships way too easily now. Like it's oh, just, God, yes. It's just this, this tagging out kind of thing. So, you know, yeah. kind of, you're swiping right or swiping left or whatever, that kind of attitude. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean... You've obviously you're together because you've got shared values. You've got you know this chemistry, all There's those sort of goodies, there. right? Yeah. Yep. So work at it, work mm. at it before you go and throw it away. But uh, if it is, you know, ultimately toxic um, or, or not serving the greatest purpose for you, then why would you yes. shorten the quality of your own life? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And what you've said is a good point, and I have touched on this before, where a lot of people they'll start to have an argument mm. and they think, oh, that's it. We're arguing. It's the end of the relationship. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, this is an opportunity for you to learn about your partner mm -hmm. and to be able to open up your own stuff and communicate it. So you've got this opportunity to develop the relationship into something better. So conflict's a good thing as long as it's done in a healthy, clean way. Yeah, if you're sitting there belting each other up and verbally abusing each other, nothing that's there, right? not good. No, not good. exactly. But like, okay, in life, conflict's probably, well, I don't know, the wrong word to use, but effectively, we need some sort of pushback to become better people, right? If things mm. are just easy and you cruise along, you don't improve yourself, right? Exactly. So, yeah, conflict, I see, um, if managed correctly, is probably a positive thing. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, what I used to do before mm. was very toxic, very nasty, very unhealthy, certainly wasn't productive. Sure. What I focused on for a long time was sorting out my emotions and dealing with conflicts so that mm -hmm. by the time I met my current wife, mm -hmm. it was at the point where if I got triggered, it was like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to learn about me. Gotcha. gotcha. It wasn't a, she's pissing me off. It's yep. a, no, 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 this is about me. This is my mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So because of that, our conflict is a lot less than it could have been. I mess around and I, you know, pull the mickey out of the fact that, you know, multiple marriages and weddings, all kind of yada, 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 and, uh, but I, I'll tell you right now, something that I can honestly say from my own point of view is, is growing as a human being, I look now and I think to myself, like, I'm kind of glad those kind of things happened to me because mm. it has taught me. And now when I see these things, when you see them unfolding, you just go, yeah, no, 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 no. Exactly. And you deal with it completely differently. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Because clearly how you dealt with it the first time. Wasn't probably shitty tools. Spot on. Put the hammer back in the toolbox. Oh, look, I keep smacking <laughs> against that tree. Right? <laughs> Poor bloody tree. Oh, look. Oh, actually, this is probably, um, I will throw a tree segue in here, okay? Because this is probably, you talk about the right How tools. often can you say that in a sentence? I want to throw in a tree segue. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a greenie. I suppose I am. But anyway, um, I, I want to talk about, okay, you know, men and women. And uh, being a man, I like to do things in the most manly way possible. So once when we were actually having my old property, we had to cut down a tree. Mm -hmm. Right. So when several blokes get together and we need to cut down a tree, this becomes an incredible, you know, it's a wonderful bonding uh, experience for everybody to, to use as much testosterone as possible. Damn straight. So I decided to cut this tree down that was literally about uh, two meters from the side of my house. And it was probably about 10 meters high. 
Okay, I was on a rural property, so there's a bit of space. There's no Super Six fence, right? But okay, but still, right. I'm so still we'll... getting nervous, mm. mate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you wait. All right. So we want to combine everything manly about this, right? And at the time, we didn't realise we were doing it. When I look back, yeah, that's what's going on here. So, okay. So my mate goes, goes oh, you know, common sense here. You know, we've got to have a bit of strain on the tree. So that it falls away from the house. Yep, common sense. So we go get a strap there and a chain, whatever. So, okay, what do we do? Okay, we'll put it onto. He had a uh, um, uh, one of those, you know, the old Land Cruisers, right? The big open, the Jeep like ones, okay, oh, yeah. the old FJs, had one of those with a V8 in it. So we've got a, okay, so now we've got chain and we've got strap and we've got uh, chainsaw. Right? Chainsaw. Oh, my, yeah, V8. <laughs> beating our chest everywhere we go. So then he, okay, drives off about, I don't know sort of, oh, we're going to say about 10 metres away, he's got the strain on this kind of thing, right, on, on his V8 Land Cruiser. Well, I, wearing full Australian safety gear, of a pair of shorts, um, <laughs> got the chainsaw and started cutting at the tree, right, okay, mm-hmm. with the right tools for the job. There you go. Mm. But we did put a lot of tension with the V8, Uh-oh. okay, uh, on the tree. And what happened is the tree then, I got, you know, a certain amount into it. And then, hey, guess what? The tree snaps. And then you have what could only be described as a 10-meter-long matchstick flick into the air, just miss, and I must have missed my head by, and I wouldn't be exaggerating, less than a foot, missed my house by about the same kind of distance, as it flicks flying into the air as the fall drive is driving off in the distance <laughs> because now it's got no resistance. <laughs> anyway... All was okay. It didn't land on the cruiser. It landed over there, and you know it, it was fine. You know, um, did uh, very little damage. <laughs> All great. But I think, any- <laughs> I just thought it was just such a beautiful example of men bonding. Okay. Yes. You know, absolutely. And, and combining all of our all of our loves of, of stupid things. So, again, are you and you're you know using the hammer to to attack that and cut that tree down. Yep. I just I just want to show you an example of bringing the right tools to the job. Okay. Have I done that? Well, your methodology probably could have been a little better, but I do like the fact that you at least had the right tools and mm. the right intent. Mm. So mm. you were heading in the absolutely, right direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. There we go. I digress. God, blimey. I thought that was going to get pear-shaped in a big oh, way. I cleaned it up. It's all good. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Need a deep breath after Yeah, you that do one. that. I was, you do I was that? all tense listening to that going, oh. where's this going to go? Is it going to hurt someone? Is it going to... No, but you should have seen it. It was immense. It was so cool. It would have been. <laughs> My heart rate's already up. Anyway, bunch of mates playing golf. Right. All right. Mm. Par five runs along the side of the main road. Okay. One of them's getting ready to tee off mm. and a funeral procession goes past. Oh. And he suddenly stops, mm. rests his golf club against his guts, takes off his hat, puts it against his chest and bows his head. Okay. And his mates are watching him. They're like, how's going on? Funeral procession goes past. He puts the hat back on, starts taking up his stance, and they're like, how's going on? We didn't realise you were religious. He mm. goes, I'm not, but I was married to her for 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, for, uh, this is probably, if you weren't married, <laughs> I'd say this is probably the right song for you right now. It is Go West. Call me. <laughs> Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Oh, this song's all about me, mate. His hair was perfect. 
every day. I just get it right every single day. It's amazing. Look, it does look amazing. <laughs> Thanks, but freshly polished. Right. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should actually hold a competition, right? We should, we're, we're, we're kind of off the uh, the subject a little tonight. Well, we are what talking a, about What a surprise. I know, but I'll tell you why, okay? We're talking about, in the break, um, we've been talking about different bands and, and uh, uh, performances you saw here back in the day at the Entertainment Centre or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should get people to maybe, you know, uh, go onto to your Facebook page, right, and put on, uh, uh, you know, their favourite concert or a story about their favourite concert that they've experienced here in Perth or actually wherever in the world would be really good. Mm. So, what's your Facebook page, mate? Wayne Brown, Life Back on Track. Well, that's very complicated. Say it slowly. Wayne Brown. <laughs> Life back on track. Awesome, mate. Well, let's do that and we'll come up with a prize. So, Absolutely. Yeah, let's put put something on there, right? So let's put your favourite concert, wherever it was in the world, and uh, and put a little blurb about, you know, how it affected you. Because, mm. yeah, for, for me, I, I, mean, I saw some other concerts, but the concert that changed my life and made me absolutely just in love with music more than ever was... Uh, it was in excess when they the kick concert mm-hmm. in the Perth Entertainment Centre when I was just a, a weird little lad, um, and yeah, it was just such an amazing evening. It did help, I might add, that I was front row lounge, but um, and, and you know, and on that, you know, no, no, not by anything but unbelievable luck that happened. I had tickets back in the old boondock somewhere miles and miles and miles away, right? And um, the the girl that I was was trying to see I think at the time um, her brother got the tickets uh, and like everything came together I uh, did the you know the the thing that you could do back in those days and I scalped the tickets got rid of them and and then got front row tickets it was just a fantastic evening and nice. it yeah being that close and being so interactive uh, it just yeah I mean for me in excess is still the greatest band in the world so there you go get in We'll get yourself. Uh, we'll get a bit of a prize back. Almost feel like discussing concerts now. There's uh, so many good stories oh, to tell. Well, yeah. Well, look. Hang on. You could even take your first date to a concert, right? Well, here's a bit of trivia for mm. you. Have you ever watched the ACDC live DVD live at Donington? I have not. Ah, that was recorded at a festival called Monsters of Rock. Okay. That is held at Donington, uh, and they have five bands playing. I was there. Oh, show off! How mm. good's that? I know. How long ago was that? Oh, that was ninety, about nineteen ninety, somewhere in there. Oh, you were three, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah boom, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, <laughs> two, two. <laughs> All right, mate, let's fire into it. So the, the mm. thing we didn't get into was after that last joke about the old golf, and you know, yes. I was married to her. The the reason I wanted to make that joke was often with our partners we have different priorities, oh. and this is where a lot of Jeez. conflict Look at can you happen. Go. Yeah, all yeah. right, because if you have certain things that are, are high quality for you and really important and you value mm. and they're low on your partner's list. Sure. No matter how much you want to do them, they're not going to feel a lot of drive to do it. No. All no. right. Fair so call. this is sort of one of the things I mentioned to my wife when I first met her was don't nag because <laughs> if you ask me to do something, oh. I might have good intentions sure. of doing it. It's just lower on my list. You don't need to remind me every six months. It's exactly, ridiculous. Exactly. I'm glad she finally <laughs> realises that. Now, and But the good thing is she understood what I meant. Yeah. So if I'm doing something, she'll mm-hmm. walk past and go, um, did you forget? And I'll go, oh, that's right. I did start hanging out the washing. Okay. And so it's good. It's, it's no nagging, harassing. Mm. She understands that it's just lower on my list. Absolutely. It's not that it's not important. It's just... We've all got our list, right? Exactly. Yeah. And there's obviously things that are important to me where she's just like, and? <laughs> and 
understanding that's important. And if you go in believing they're going to have the same priorities as you, you're just going to set yourself up for a lot of heartache. Absolutely. That is so, so, so. I think that a lot of people... Uh, they want someone who's, I don't know, this this ideal partner who's just like them. I, I don't, I don't agree. No. I, I think you really want someone who compliments you, and I think you need different interests, and I think to an extent you need different lives. And I don't mean you do everything separately, but I think there's something in it for doing things separately. You know, you don't mm. have to be attached to the hip. You don't have to have a joint Facebook account, or yes. or, uh, you know, or two bowls in the bathroom. Okay, I'm just saying, and I'm not talking about the ones you wash your, your hands in the sink. Um, <laughs> It's there is a degree of separation and a, a degree of you know you are still your own entity. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my thought on that. Yeah, and and that's a really important thing to note as well. Mm. Is a lot of people get consumed by the relationship and they allow their family relationships to fall. They allow their sure. friendships to fall, mm. and then suddenly they've lost their support network and then you're screwed yep. because everything's on your partner then. That's not fair on them. No, no, So it, it, what you said is very true. It's important to have your life separate from your partner. Yep. Then you have a life with them. So you have both of them running simultaneously. Sure. Sometimes it's good not to combine the two, I might add, too. Absolutely. You have sometimes you, the uh, great Seinfeld episode about that, about there was, you know, there was relationship George and there was friendship George and the never the two were allowed to cross. And uh, like, I remember that from, you know, what, 20-odd years ago. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And, and it's even not your, just your intimate partner. The fact of the matter is, I mean, I've got friends of all different, you know, persuasions and backgrounds and, and you know, I don't know. Um, they're all very different people. And you couldn't combine some of my friends. You know, I, I think to myself, oh, absolutely. if I had yeah. a birthday party, I mean, sometimes I think, oh, geez, we've got some oil and water here. This might not work. Well, it's uh, like the wedding, isn't it? It's like I can invite that one, but if I invite that one, I've got to keep them over there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Separate tables. Okay. Braise a wire. We could go back to COVID times. We put plexiglass oh up everywhere. God. Great. Yeah, because that worked. <sighs> anyway, before we go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Never. Okay. Never. So... <laughs> Here's go another on. one for you. Bloke go. walking along the road sees a funeral procession go past. Uh -oh. And behind the hearse mm -hmm. is this bloke walking with the dog. Right. And there's this queue of about 47 blokes behind him. Whoa. And he's like, it's a bit strange. So he mm -hmm. goes over and starts walking next to the bloke. And he says, uh, what's going on, mate? He says, ask oh, my mother-in-law's funeral. He goes, oh, okay. So uh, how'd she die? So oh, the dog mauled her to death. And he goes, oh. Can I borrow your dog? <laughs> it says, yeah, just join the queue, mate. <laughs> oh, my now, word. Now, I make that joke, and it's a really important one to make. Okay. There's a lot of people, mm -hmm. they'll meet someone, mm -hmm. and they'll go, I love this person, can't stand her family, oh, or his family. Yep, so common. And that's the thing. People forget that when you get into a relationship with someone, it's a package deal. They come with friends. They yeah. come with ex-partners. They oh, come yeah. with family. They yep. come with everything. Yep. And if you don't make an effort to integrate yourself mm. into that, you're going to be the outsider all the time. You're going to be out creating problems. Sure, sure. So thankfully with all the stuff I've learned, mm. I was able to – be open and honest with my in-laws okay. to the point where I've got a great relationship with them. You know, I genuinely care about them. They genuinely care about me, especially my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to borrow the dog for that one. But it is important to to put that effort in. A lot of people, I've met people that are just like, nah, if she goes and catches up with her family or he catches up with the family, I just sure. don't go with them. It's like, 
why would you put your partner through that? Right. I remember, look, many years ago, in, I was in the furniture business, right? And I used to say, um, basically, when people are building their house, I said, you know, do you need a mother-in-law mattress? You know, it's just comfortable enough she'll stay one night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people can understand and identify with that. It's so true. But you are right. You've got to have a relationship with these people. And, yeah, again, yeah, look... It, you don't want to sell your soul, but at the same time, look, just just try and find some common ground. Because mm. if you do have a very separate life. Mm. Yeah. And, and the way I explain it is this. You've got these people that have invested hundreds and thousands of hours sure. into this person. Yeah. Shaping them, molding them, helping them become who they are. That's a very good point. They're very invested sure. in this project of mm. theirs. So if you've got someone's son or daughter... Mm-hmm. And you're dating them, and you want to treat them with, you know, contempt and derision. And it's no, you're just no. you're making a rod for your own back. Oh, and you, you know what? You've just closed the library of information too. Let's face it. Well, right? yeah, you yeah. hear all the stories. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, well, just also, you know, when you when you meet your partner's family for the first time, kind of thing, you're getting a great glimpse of, you know, why that they 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 do the things they do. You know, you mm. can see their personality traits where it comes from. Yeah, because you're right. And I had never thought of what you said before, the, the hundreds and thousands of hours that they put in on that Absolutely. person. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, and you can understand why some dads are exceptionally possessive of their mm. daughters. Oh, it's like, right. you know, if you're going to go out with my daughter, yep. don't hurt her, I'll be after you. That's and they're, right. they're serious that, because absolutely. they've put a lot of effort in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look um, we're very, very biased about this. Whether you know, And, I, okay, we can play the sexist game. We all love our sons, but we're very precious about our daughters, dads. We, you know, we're very, very protective. Mm. And, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No, well, I have two sons, so it's I can't totally relate. I can understand sure, it, though. Sure, sure. Um, well, you, I'll tell you what the difference is, because I can. I'm in that situation. Yep. I've you know, got a, a baker's dozen, pretty much. Um, but, <laughs> but from the point of view of, okay, with your sons, you you have that almost that you love them so much and you want to protect them, okay? Mm. But you kind of want to give, and and this is a double standard. I know, and I don't care that I'm making the double standard, but this is the reality. Oh, we have lots of them. Yeah, but you with your son, you kind of have this attitude of I will teach you to not make the mistakes I made, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you make these mistakes, rub some dirt in on it and get on with life, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas your daughter, you want to teach them the same things so that they avoid those things that hurt them. Mm-hmm. But you don't expect them to. You are The difference is it's not rub some dirt in it, on it. It's a case of I'll be there and I will support you and I'll get him. Right, that's the difference. I'll make sure they yes. never find the body. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. I guess get the lime. We're going to be busy. Yes, <laughs> and and ultimately, that's what you should be doing for your kids: is letting yeah. them know that you're there for them. I, I mean, agree. Any parent would, of course. And it's important that people remember you're not dating that one person. No. There's literally. I mean, my wife is a great networker. She's always messaging friends and saying, "How are you going?" And far better at it than me. Oh, very okay, you know. So I mean, I get involved in doing my stuff, and I forget, and then it's like a oh, I haven't spoken to this person for two months. So mm. yeah, it's she's you know really what? good at that. that. Is something we should actually talk about on the show, maybe even next week, because uh, we're getting away from personal relationships. Uh, sorry, intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when certainly what's happened over the last couple of years, a lot of people we've lost, you know, touch with, and what kind of carry on, and, mm-hmm. it's, and sometimes it's hard to reignite that that relationship. So. 
maybe some. You know, I'm just giving you show ideas. Well, yeah. ultimately, that's what this is. It's all about relationships. Exactly. And it's not just intimate relationships because it does say relationships. Spot on. Yep. And any time you have an interaction with a person in any way, shape or form, that is a relationship. Of course. So if you go do your shopping, you've got a relationship with that person at the checkout. Sure. And how you behave with them is an indicator of you as a person. We touched on this with restaurants. You yeah, watch absolutely. how people treat weight stuff. And they're really good indicators to watch for, not just for a partner, but for yourself. Okay. okay. So if you find yourself like one of these people that's on their phone as they're talking to the mm. checkout staff, and mm. it's like, no, 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 give them your attention. Don't be rude. Or you'll scare them. Care yeah. Careful, careful. Have you seen those ones where they have a sign on the checkout that says, we know your call is important to you, so we won't interrupt you by serving <laughs> you until you've finished your call. And it's so bloody true. You oh, know, it's So true. I, I'm one of those old buggers. I like to interact. When I go through there, I want to ask them how their day, I want to talk to them, I want to have a little chat, right? Mm, absolutely. And, and I know it's just small talk and I know it's not going to change anybody's life, but I you ultimately, never you never know. I want to know that, I, well, I want to feel comfortable in myself that I've walked away and that person's smiling because of that interaction, mm. you know, that I've brought a little joy to their day. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's something we should all do. Yeah. I think I see it far too often. People just, you know, walk off and they, they treat people in customer service like they're a screen, mm. like they're, you know, like they're just some sort of buzzer. No, that's a human being and, and exactly. share a little joy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and one of the things I like to do is because people in service get asked every time, how are you? Mm. They must reply, fine, so sure. many times. I ask them occasionally, do you ever get tempted to go, well, actually, I'm feeling suicidal. I'm going to kill myself <laughs> just to see what response, if any, you get from, you know, yeah, well, paying I've, attention. Look, I've done that at Bunnings. They just send you down to the rope section. It's great, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Oh, dear. All right, mate. We're, we're out of time, so I'm going to have to ask you, what is on the go for next week? Do you have a plan? I do. Oh. I've, I've come up with a headline. Okay. I haven't tied, um, come up with details yet yeah. because I'm not Small quite details. sure where I'm going to take it. Okay. So this is aligning yourself with your best relationship. Sure. So in other words, creating and finding the relationship that suits you, not the one you think you should have, et cetera, et cetera. Great. Okay. Love that plan. Okay. And with that, we will call it a day. Thank you very, very much, mate. Or a mate. night. Or a night. It is a night. I forget that sometimes. <laughs> you know, cause I spend so much time in here, I forget what's day, what's night. <laughs> we need bigger windows. Um, I will uh, obviously, uh, I was going to say, I'll see you next week, which is great. But in the meantime, you can catch the show on Sunday. So enjoy that, everyone. Have a wonderful night. And uh, as I say, we'll have the show replay. Do you remember the time that we replay on Sunday? 2 p.m. on Sunday. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Bye.